everybody hi friends i'm sorry we're late this week it's my fault squeezer had one now i have one no we're all uh it was a little crazy too i went for to a luxurious caribbean vacation with enchantress uh the week before the two busiest weeks of our lives at work yes and I, I've since I've been home, Squeezer. I've did the math. I've been at work more than I've been home. Uh, yeah. That includes sleeping. I, I, I tallied up. I, we we got home around five thirty on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I went to work nine thirty the next morning. Mm-hmm. And I've been at work longer, including get, being home at five thirty to nine thirty that day. I've been at, I was I've been at more at work longer than I have been at home since I've been. I've been back from Jamaica, Mon. Well, it's a good thing you have such wonderful coworkers. I, they are wonderful people. I got some some time with you. Uh, we people were said, awkward. we were uh, all around the, the 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 state globe, I guess you could say. <laughs> the map, the state map, would be more accurate. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're we're here. It's Sunday night. It's almost Monday morning. We're a little late. We'll have another one this week. Um, yeah, we're not gonna do the Rogers math on this one. No, it's just like we didn't do it when Squeezer ha- Squeezer's family was sick. Uh, we didn't do that either. Um, so it's, none of us have the coronavirus. I mean, I I could have it. I don't know. I was in an airport. I was in customs. Um, yeah, we're lucky to let you back in. Yeah, I was worried. I I spent a lot of so I noticed down in Jamaica, uh, they have they have CNN on all the time, mm-hmm. and so, I guess since I, uh, Trump, uh, and I'm I'm not bashing Trump. He's just tr- trying to get people not to be freak out about it. So he's he's trying to tell people, and selfishly I'm sure, uh, but he's trying to tell people not to freak out. It's not going to be a big deal. So obviously Fox News can't make it a big deal and of course they want to because it's ratings gold mm-hmm. C- I, I don't know what msnbc is doing but cnn is full on like oh. cor- the coronavirus and they have everything but a death toll like going uh, like they they probably want it to get higher so they could get the ticker going oh yeah they can it's gonna look like a geocities website soon yeah right Just flashing red lights and a ticker yeah and, and as you move your mouse across the screen it's like a snowfall but, um, yeah, I mean, that's what those news networks want to do. They want to sensationalize. Uh, and I'm, saying, I'm not saying it's not a problem, but they want to sensationalize that it's a problem. So we're all uh, watching, getting updates on said problem. Well, the, the town hall uh, about how not to panic. Yeah, the town hall <laughs> on how not to panic. Right. The town hall. To, basically getting you to panic. So I fell full, full in down there. I got scared out of my mind. Um, I'm, I was sitting up on it. Because Enchantress had the flu. She didn't have the coronavirus, but she had the mm-hmm. flu. And I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, what if she has the coronavirus? There's no way she could have the coronavirus. But what if she does? And she doesn't. She didn't. The symptoms didn't match. She's fine now. She's 
uh, <clears throat> um, like they're not gonna let us back in the country. We're gonna be quarantined in Jamaica. Is that so bad being quarantined in Jamaica? But here's why it's not bad being quarantined in Jamaica. Uh, uh, every television in the in the room down there. Uh, two of the channels they had were WOR9 and PIX11 in New York. Oh, yes, that's right. When it even, uh, I think it's just a satellite thing. I, I figured, yeah, yeah. Because when, when I was in Aruba, that it was, it was basically, it was strange. It was like watching New York TV. Right. Like I, all I, the channels I knew, I was able to watch. Like, not that I watched a ton of TV, but. Yeah, I don't think I remember ever turning the television on in the Caribbean before. Oh, I always have. I no matter where I am, I need to see what local TV looks like. Ah, uh, see, yeah, that's smart because we work in industry. But I'm an, I'm like I always have my iPad, so I'm wa- I'm not saying. Listen, I'm not saying I'm some hero who doesn't watch TV. Like I'm not that <laughs> kind of douchebag. But of course not. I, I have my iPad with all my downloaded stuff on it, so I'm usually watching that. Uh, so I don't turn on the television in the room. But you know, uh, we just turn it on in there just because. Like she was sick, like still feeling groggy, and she's wanted a nap, so we turned it on. And there was a Simpsons episode where Marge was selling crystals. It was hysterical. It was one of the newer ones, and it was on uh, W O O R nine. Or uh, and I also saw P I X eleven, New York's movie station, Shocktober. And I'm like, oh shit, this is like just being home, but in the Caribbean in eighty five degree weather in uh, March, early March. Uh, we came home to sixty seven degrees in March, so I mean. What the fuck's going on with the world? It's spring. The ground. It was all the groundhog. Yeah. yeah. It, it is nothing. Ar- no, this is normal. Can't you argue. Just, with- you didn't see shadow, so. Can't argue with that kind of science. Yeah. Um. So if you listen to last week's episode, we talked about a little bit of drama going on between Sony Pictures, Ghostbusters, Weta Workshop, and us. <laughs> <laughs> one of these things is not like the other <laughs> yeah so i uh, i fought the uh, copyright infringement and won and the video was back up but weta explained that they didn't uh have the authority to say any things they said and i understood and i cut that stuff out fine that was very nice of you yeah so it's out there um it it it, I don't know if it did them. I, no, I know it didn't do them any good, and poor Lee. Uh, but I, I think if you're Sony and you're Ghostbusters, uh, you can't punish them for that. I think it drummed up publicity for them. No one was writing about Ghostbusters except from the, some of the, like, not many news sites were writing Ghostbusters stories based on Toy Fair. Mm-hmm. But as soon as like a possible movie spoiler leak, like this, all the sites picked it up pretty quickly. So it didn't go like viral or anything. It kind of died when I took the video off. Um, but they got some press. I don't know. I say no press is bad press, especially when it's like. I don't think it spoiled the movie. You can't. No. I, I, st- I still spoil this movie. I for still me. watch Ghostbusters one and two with glee every time, even though I've yep. seen it a billion times. So, yeah, yeah. Even though it did come out in our lifetime, yeah. Right. And like some people that, well, I wasn't born yet, so. I right, we had that argument again today at. at uh, I want to strangle him at Phantoms. Um, My favorite movie was made two years before I was born, so explain the logic in that. 
Yeah, well, we were discussing Star Wars, and, and then, um, like, you know how many kids grow up on Wizard of Oz? Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> King Kong? Like, what, you've never seen... Well, King Kong, King Kong, you can't compare to Wizard of Oz. Almost every kid still sees Wizard of Oz. I think little boys see King Kong. No, no, no. Not as much as Wizard of Oz. Uh, all right, fair, but still, I'm just saying, it's an old movie that, yeah, we've all seen. Wizard of Oz is like, you read Dr. Seuss to kids and you show them Wizard of Oz to scare them. Yeah. You have to instill fear in your children, and you start that by showing them Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. When they're ready for it, you show them Return of Oz and, and get them ready for nightmares. <laughs> that is being an adult. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, that was all uh, worked out. Uh, everything's good. We're on a good basis with Weta. Even the, they even offered they will be sending us some stuff uh, to give away to you guys. So look for that in the future. Weta is sending us some Ghostbuster stuff to give away, which is really cool of them. That's awesome. And we're getting some stuff, too. Nope. Yeah, we are. Didn't you get the email from <laughs> uh, from Dick Weta? Oh, yeah, that one. He's, yeah, he's sending me oh, wait. Oh, my God. Wait. chickpeas so one, and lentils and peas and soy and... So, no, no. See, here's the problem, because I didn't read that first, because I'm a self-centered egomaniac asshole, and I saw my name, and I skipped right down to it. Uh, <laughs> so I had to go back and reread what you were getting, because I didn't get the shit what you were getting. I'm like, oh, I'm getting a free trip. Um, which, immediately, that's when... So, first of all, it's Richard Weta, uh, and you can call me Dick. And now that I just said it, Dick Weta, I'm like, oh, God, I just got completely... I picked up on that immediately. I started laughing. I was, I was so fuck. I've been sleeping like two hours a night. I am so tired. I have nothing left in the tank. My brain is fried. All right. I, there is no, not a single clever bone in my body. I have nothing left. We could change that and tonight, big boy. It, I'll put a clever bone in your body. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> I'll, um, when we finish up, or do we want to just record when we get up there? And we do one in person while you give me a clever bone. We just ruined our uh, half our audience. Sorry, guys. What? The ones who are still here. Sorry, I'm just apologizing. Why? For making the crude joke. Oh, you were joking? Yeah, sorry, buddy. Oh, you're not going to give me a <laughs> bone. Um, the, uh, I, I read you really know how to so make a joke serious. weird. Like, I, I read this like on the fly, kind of like skimming over it, like, and nothing quite clicked. Um, and then, uh, uh, quite the dramatic week. They want to bury the hatchet. Um, they're and they're saying how they're very generous um, about the Sony. I'm like, wow, this is a very casual. Yeah, I guess this is how they do business down there. Um, even though I should have caught up, caught on that there's no one named actual Weta. That is... <laughs> yeah, what is a giant bug in New Zealand? Yes. Um, so, but when I should have caught on when we got to the gifts, which I caught on when I got to my gifts because I skipped over yours because I'm an egocentrical asshole. Um, you are getting sweet red bean soup, <laughs> a bag of dried lentils from my wife's family farm, a bag of soy crisps, um, Traditional New Zealand, New Zealand dried chickpeas and a gift certificate for an impossible whopper. Yeah, I immediately uh, was like, 
oh, this is Eric from Texas. It was, because... as, as soon as I went back and reread it, and then I'm like, oh, God damn it, Eric. Yeah, I because right away. And no one pays that much that much attention to what's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Besides you. Then, you have notes. Yeah, and then... Uh, Possibly a Jandrus. Um, it's rude to accept and eat the gift. Um, and which not also... eat. Rude to accept and not eat the gift. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which I tell you that all the time when people try to buy us pizza in the hospital basement. Um, and Squeezer, don't worry, we haven't forgotten about you. And this is where I should have gotten another red flag. I wasn't involved in any of this. They don't have my email. No one knows who I am. <laughs> you still bought you it. You saw at one point there are about two frames in that video where you see one of my chins as I'm handing the camera over. It's a very sweet chin. It's a, it's my best one. Um, Squeezer, don't worry. We haven't forgotten you. We have heard of quite an outdoorsman. Um, I would love to offer you a trip down here. And this is where I'm like, and I'm reading this seriously. And it's like, oh, wait, here's a red flag. No one's giving me a free trip to New Zealand, but I do want to go. Um, uh, I would like you to stay in a nice cabin I know of on White Island near Lake Wakari. Don't be shy. Please jump into the beautiful natural water and enjoy. That's a volcano, folks. <laughs> um, it's an active uh, uh, portal to the center of the earth. Uh, again, I'm sorry for your trouble. I actually have a New York-based agent who can have you meet uh, with these gifts. His name is uh, Tobias Reaper. Let me know when you are going, and I will set that up. That would also be Agent 47 from the video game series Hitman. Oh, see, um, I didn't know that one. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what that joke is, but I'm sure Squeezer will get it, so I'll just let it go. Um, and uh, as they say, uh, Maori... Uh, and I believe it, I Google translated that to, uh, I hate you very much or something along those lines. Uh, uh, well, don't worry, Mr. Weta. Uh, everything's been smoothed over by your wonderful staff. I, I, I want him to know how squeezer would like his trip though. I want, I want my trip. You can't turn down something free. I'll jump in the goddamn Even if you have to free. jump in a volcano. Um, that I'm sure he thought that he got a good laugh out of it thinking that I saw it and started laughing, but more now that I fucking bought it. Hook. I even emailed him back saying if he would have contacted me as a Nigerian prince offering me gold in exchange for my social security number to get it out of the country, uh, he would have my identity right now. It was one of those weeks. Yeah, well, uh, sure. Blame it on the week, whatever. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> you and me both, my friend. You and me both. I'm like, ooh, an email. So while the world's freaking out about a couple thousand uh, people dead from coronavirus in the world, uh, why 300,000 people die every year from diabetes, Mountain Dew has announced a new flavor. <laughs> nice transition. Um, Candy Hunting reported that Mountain Dew Frostbite is exclusive to Walmarts. And it's a ice shark coming out of an ice lake uh, that's about to uh, burst into the Mountain Dew logo. And it's a cool, cooling berry uh, flavor. Uh, uh, there's a cooling taste to it, apparently. It's a very cool logo. It's a very blue soda. It's probably like Pepsi Blue, and they added some sort of menthol to it um, to get it cooling. But... Um, 
Yeah, that's uh, that's coming. Uh, there's also another Mountain Dew that's like a raspberry lemonade that I can't remember. It's all the Maui Burst. Yes. Where are you lo- Where are you at? What are you googling? Uh, I'm on Delish.com. I was already here. <laughs> we were already where? Uh, on Delish.com. I was just reading up on things. I was looking at recipes. No. Uh, Maui Burst. No, 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 no. That's not it. That's an old one. Maui, Maui, Maui Burst is the pineapple one. That's been a dollar store exclusive. Now they're making it permanent. Come on, Squeezer. Oh, God damn it. Miss. Look, it. I'm fat because I eat, drink beer and eat cheese, not because I drink soda. Uh, it's not Maui. It's a, it's a, Maui Burst is the pineapple one. It's, this is, there's a, I saw it, but I didn't make a note of it the other day. There's a raspberry lemonade flavor do coming out too. Maui Burst. Uh, they announced a few weeks ago that Maui Burst from Dollar Store or Dollar General is becoming like a permanent Dollar General exclusive. It's pineapple. People like it. Uh, other people don't, but it's what you get with Mountain Dew. Until they release more diet flavors or zero flavors, like I love that fucking uh, Taco Bell exclusive zero sugar. Baja Blast Mountain Dew. That shit's the bomb. And they used to sell a diet version of the Code Red, but they got away with it. So I liked Code Red. That was my favorite. Yeah, Code Red is delicious, but they did away with the, the diet version. That was so good. Well, it's probably because the regular stuff's better for you. Even though it had, like, parsh- brominated uh, oil in it, it was, <laughs> it, it was still good. It was like, I don't know why it needs all this shit in it. Partially brominated something. I, I think they it's took just it out. Them of it. trying to see what they can get away with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, just... Also, and uh, I I don't know what other news is. I haven't really curated. I, being out of the country for a week, I I've kind of missed the. Mm. I guess. Uh, how, uh, here's the question. Do you know the answer to this? Why is and I I loved X Pac. And one, two, three, kid. He's one of my favorite wrestlers mm-hmm. of all time. But why is uh, he being uh, nominated into the Hall of Fame with NWO? Uh, and why did he come out with Hall and Nash and not Hogan? I, and then I was told Hogan's being not in- inducted. But why is why is uh, Six or X Pac or Sean Waltman in that group? Um, I I can't apply logic to that. Is it because Vince wants to make a point that the group is only popular because his the wrestlers he created were in it? Maybe, but I I I don't. It's probably a I Triple really H thing, know. actually. Now that I think of it. Yeah, probably they're yeah they're besties. Yeah, it's basically like just that you're inducting the click. You know, that's what you're doing for a second time. Yeah, in a matter of two years. Last year was DX. Mm-hmm. This year it's the click minus Triple H plus Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, but yeah, there's not much else in the news. Uh, the Batmobile was that was pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, I, I'll see. You I like it. Yeah. Look, it's a change of pace. And. Uh, Henry Cavill might be Superman in, in, in like a Brainiac brainwashed version of Superman fighting Shazam in the Shazam sequel. I am 110,000% for that. I love Henry Cavill Superman. And to see a Brainiac 
uh, or whoever, uh, what was the fucking worm in the end of Shazam? What's his name? Uh, Shazam. Worm in the end of Shazam. Uh, Mr. Mind. Mr. Mind. Mr. Mind. Uh, Mr. Mind also um, mind controlled Superman. So that would be that would be fucking so cool, wouldn't it? I mean, people are like, poor Henry Cavill. He played the villain more than he played a good guy. How? Where? See, this is where the the human race just it doesn't make sense. What? Um. We are we're the same age, Henry right. Cavill and I. <laughs> we are of the same species, believe it or not. Same, said like gender of that species um and i am like the i, I don't know the, like a, a shih tzu uh bulldog breed compared to a husky mastiff is basically the the difference between us like uh, there there's we we're going to figure out one day eventually we're going to be two completely separate species mm there's the the lowers that would be me, um, and then there's the Henry Cavills of the world. Like it just makes no sense. I well, I don't know if he's a sweet boy or not. I knew I do know you're a sweet boy. I've seen him in a bathtub. He's a sweet boy. That is true. Um. Uh, all right. Well, do you want to start talking about our topic? Uh, sure. I well, I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were transitioning uh, previously into what, our topic. At what, what point? Uh, when you threw it to the with the diabetes joke to the Mountain Dew. Oh no 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 no! Yeah. I, and we can do it again. I prep that. So, uh, people are worried about four thousand people nationwide dying of uh, coronavirus. I mean, worldwide dying of coronavirus. Why three hundred thousand people in America die yearly of diabetes? Today's topic is. Candy! <laughs> Yay! Retro candy. Uh, and not to say maybe, that... Maybe this is why I don't look like Henry Cavill. Yeah, heart disease, diabetes, alcohol abuse. Uh, cigarette smoking. Uh, just general... I don't know. Asshole behavior is worse yeah. than coronavirus. But not. To... I don't. I don't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> me neither. Um, but yeah, candy is a wonderful, delicious thing that I try to avoid at all costs now. But when I was younger, I treated it like it was crack cocaine. Yeah. Is this show gonna make you want to go back and try a few of these things, or? No, some? I have a pretty good um, self control when it comes to sugar. I'm just not into. It. I can't. Like I'll I, like I'll be like oh I can't wait to try this it's gonna be so good and then I'll I'll like take a bite and I'm like all right that's it and I'm, like yeah uh, I'm about the same way unlike our coworker Munch today that was the most amazing picture I've ever seen that's that was not that was just a part family size crunch and Munch yes yeah before that he had two king size rice krispie treats and after mm -hmm. that he had a full a full bag of um peel pull and peel uh tropical citrus twizzlers and then he had another rice krispie treat i thought you were gonna say pull and peel shrimp <laughs> no yeah he, he ate a full family-sized box <laughs> of crunching. 
did anyone did anyone bother to go and look at the uh the calories we did uh... i we looked at the sugar there was uh it was like 31 grams of sugar times 13 (laughs) (laughs) it was awful i don't know how he does it he's not a big guy either he's no no it's all that it's just powering that brain just (laughs) i guess so it's crazy uh all right uh who goes first this week um we didn't really i i think i kind of went first last week so i'll let you go first this week okay yeah it's like we'll use it as a reset because there's no real no okay all right here's your first pick all right bazooka is the most fun bubblegum you ever bubbled (laughs) bazooka bazooka fight that great bazooka taste Those crazy Bazooka Joe and his gang coming. Sarsani Fuchel. Bazooka. Try new Bazooka soft sugarless bubblegum. I like me some Bazooka Joe. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Oh, yeah. Bazooka Joe was my go-to bubblegum when I was a kid. Uh, was it because did it sell you on it? Because uh, the comics, like, because it had a little collectability aspect to it, or you actually enjoyed the taste of gum? No, I. I it was a couple things. It was a mm-hmm. nickel. It was a nickel for a piece. Yeah, and it was a big honking piece for a nickel. Back it's then. pretty good size. Pretty good back then. Piece, I don't yeah. know anymore. Back then, and there was there was the three flavors: the the cherry, the grape, and the regular, which I loved all of them. Mm-hmm. And you could pick so for flavors, and then if you go to like, like a gas station or a car wash, and it'd be the bucket of oddball flavors, like the strawberry uh, cream or whatever, the apple uh, green apple. There was like those that bucket of oddball flavor bazookas. Mm-hmm. So those were always, and there was still a nickel. So I think it was the price and the taste. Yeah, there was there was great, and I do love okay. the taste of regular bubble gum. Yes. Yeah, I'm just a regular bubblegum kind of guy. But ver- uh, that this compared to the um, other bubblegum, what's the one, like the round one? Uh, Not round, but like the, the barrel. Double bubble. Is it double bubble? It is double bubble, yep. yeah. Um, that, like the initial bite into it doesn't seem as gritty, maybe. Painful. It, it, it's, there, there, it depends. There are times where it's like, oh, a nice soft Bazooka Joe, and then there are times are where are you kidding it's... me? Bazo- Bazooka Joe wasn't soft. You lay, no, you lay them out in the sun. Oh, okay. It had like yeah. the it, it was like yeah. laid out like sheetrock almost. There was yeah, like three no, no, divots. it was, and it would like crack. It would kind of crack it in your teeth. Um, it would soften up as you chew it, but when you got it, it was and it, it was like it was divoted. You know, it was like yeah, hump the hump divot, hump divot. Mm-hmm. No, but I you would I'd set it out in like the sun and let it soften up. It was okay. nice. Uh, but uh, that does remind me of the um, uh, that Stacy. I wanted to put the Stacy Keach commercial in from Thirty Rock when he was talking about Bazooka Joe. Stacy Keach. Yeah, Stacy Keach did it. It was on Thirty Rock. What, what, I've watched every episode of Thirty Rock multiple times. Remind me. Uh, Who's Stacy Keach? Was this? I don't know. I forgot what the hell it was. But he did the VO in a commercial, and he's talking about how it's like eating a mountain. I don't know who Stacy Keach is. Oh. Stacy Keach. Yeah, see? 
He's from what? Uh, he's the, he's the VO. He's the narrator on uh, American Greed and like a thousand other things. He's got like the greatest voice in the world. You know what this country used to chew? Tree bark, glass, shotgun shot. So soft, you sons of bitches. You know what this country used to chew? Tree bark, glass, shotgun shells, the broken swords of our vanquished enemies. That's why I buy Bazooka Joe gum. It's like chewing a mountain that someone shot a freeze ray into. What's wrong with this country? Huh? When did we lose our way? Detroit? Life is hard. Shouldn't everything else be harder? Bazooka! <laughs> um... It's still it's still enjoyable. There's something about uh, regular bubblegum versus like the juicy fruit uh, strips. I don't know. Well, it juicy felt... fruit's gum. It's not bubblegum. You really can't blow bubbles with That's it. That's true. You I, you would eat a whole pack uh, to try to even get there, and even then you can't blow a bubble. Um, also, I like the kind of like it felt like the collectability of it, like the sizes. It fit in your pocket. You can have a couple of them, and like it would never. Like, it would never, like I said, you could get it soft sitting in the sun, but it wasn't like having a Hershey bar in your pocket, you know, and it melting or anything like that. Like, it was like survival gear. For us, it was like um, currency. It was almost ca casino chips. You tear in your money in the Bazooka yeah. Joe, and that's when you go gambling. Like, I'll give you this handful of Bazooka Joe for this, you know. Uh, we, I definitely bought... It was it was tons of, like, the Texaco Beyond Our House had those bins of, of the nickel candies and the dime mm -hmm. candies. And then the quarter uh, blow pop. So it was blow pops. It was jawbreakers. It was other stuff. Then Bazooka Joe was definitely one of them. Yeah. And the, you know, of course, as a kid, too, the comics are a plus. Even then, you're like, you're like, I can. I'm not laughing out loud. I don't know if I ever did. Here, let's, let's give it a try. Uh, what's the difference between a garbage pail and a floor? I don't know. Then stay out of my house. Well, see, they cleaned it up. It's it's supposed to be, uh, what's the difference between uh, a shower curtain and toilet paper? And you say, I don't know. And you go, oh, so you're the one. Uh... Get it? So you, like, you know, wiped with the shower curtain. I stole that from Operation Alf, the 1996 ABC TV, made-for-TV movie. Um, I made this cake myself, Joe. Janet, this cake tastes awful. Oh, yeah, Smarty? The cookbook says it's delicious. All right, that one's pretty good. That one's pretty good. I like that. Um, but, yeah, they were fun, and there's, fuck, over 1,500 of them. Wow. Going back, yeah, going back to uh, back in the 50s when they when they first started off. And he changed with the times, too. You know, he, he got kind of bro-y and... Uh, in the 80s, it was kind of, uh, dare I say, douchey, you know? But yeah, Joe changed with the times, and he's a very recognizable icon. And there's no way you can't say, like, you say Bazooka Joe gum, and in your back of your head, the comics are, it's all a part of it. I always called it Bazooka, not Bazooka Joe gum. Bazooka I, gum, I too. and Bazooka Joe was their pitch man. Yeah, it's Bazooka gum, but it's easy to say Bazooka Joe gum. You fall into the... The uh, the Kleenex thing, you know, you just you you, you get the names all mixed up and whatnot and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
which they so I didn't know this because it's been a while. But back in 2012, you know, they did away with the comics. Oh, they did. They did. They did away with them, and they started adding like puzzles and uh, brain teasers and stuff, and just like codes to go online and do other stuff online. And uh, people weren't too fond of it, and didn't care. There's enough out there of that. It's like it's a little. It, it was still that little nostalgia trip, right. you know, to to have those. Even if you didn't care for it, it was cute that it was there. I don't think anyone's going and getting a pack of gum trying to, you know, stave off dementia. You need to do a brain teaser. Uh, and uh, just last year, they uh, came back around with these, uh, uh, this nostalgia uh, packaging. Yeah, it's the same um, pack as like, um, like the other stick gum, like the extra. Yeah. I see it at Wawa, but it's got the old school bazooka. Yeah. So yeah, they they came back around with these uh, these throwback packs because uh, there was pretty high demand. People were complaining uh, this uh, bring back our comics uh, campaign, and and they brought the comics back uh, along with them. Uh, and this, of course, because this is one of those things we're going to start like tallying up like what candy companies I think we talk about. Because when I listened to the last show, we were it really felt like we were like the same couple companies kind of like have their hand in everything this one's tops this is a tops uh product which makes sense it kind of ties it has that same baseball card trading vibe it just it it feels like that you get you get baseball baseball card bubble gum but you also have like uh, bazooka kind of fits in that same category it's that Vintage Americana kid, you know, Americana, American boy kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like right. bubble gum and baseball cards. Right. No, I, I hear that. Uh, all right. So do you want to hear about my first pick, Mr. Squeezer? I do. I do. I really do. All right. Well, here it is. When you make a great tasting candy, word gets around. You want Reese's Pieces, do you? Ah, Reese's Pieces. Oh, oh. Mm. who in the world was that? I don't know. Kind of looked like your cousin Willard. Reese's Pieces with the great peanut butter taste that's out of this world. All right. Um, This commercial was made to capitalize on the appearance of Reese's Pieces in a 1980s movie called... Oh, do I have... Oh, it's E.T. Oh, I thought you were going to say something funny. Oh, sorry. I... Um... Sophie's Choice. Perfect. So I, I looked up uh, the history of this advertising deal, and I found a uh, campaign live... Uh, website from June 11th, uh, they wrote a story of 2015 of the E.T. Reese's Pieces advertising story. So they say, not just any old sweet. These were Hershey manufactured peanut butter confections called Reese's Pieces and their cameo role in one of the world's biggest blockbusters movie turned out to be a brilliant marketing coup. 
The irony is that it all might have been very different had Steven Spielberg, E.T.'s director, not been turned down by the notoriously frugal and unpredictable M&M's brand. This was run by who, Squeezer? Do you know who started M&M's? Uh, Mars. Which Mars? The planet? No. So uh, Mars was ran by a, uh, a man named something Mars, and he was in Chicago, and his son Forrest was kind of a dickhole. I saw this on History when we were waiting for, for Washington to start, so I got all this backstory. Ah, nice. And um, he kind of wanted to drum his son out of the business because he, could, he couldn't take it anymore. And he drummed his son out, and he wanted to uh, start other companies in England. And while he was in England, his dad died, and it was taken over by other uh, agencies. His son learned over there in Italy they did something called uh, panning, and they had sixlets that they gave to uh, um, people in, in, in the war, the army, because the chocolate didn't melt. So he mm-hmm. took this panning method back, and he met up with this man named Merrill, who was the son of the vice president of Hershey, and was told that he would not get a senior role in Hershey's chocolate when Hershey Milton Hershey stepped down. And he said, I have this idea. Can we use Hershey chocolate and make these uh, pan candies, and we'll call them Mars and Merrill M&Ms. I, I, I might hmm. be screwing up the second name. I think it's Merrill. I'm doing this off the top of my head. So they sold them mainly to the U.S. Army and war contracts for World War II in little cardboard cylinders. They took off huge. That's why they're M&Ms. And then Forrest Mars eventually got enough money to buy um, his dad's company, Mars. That's why the company was called M&M in Mars. Because his mm-hmm. brand came first. Gotcha. Yeah. Um he tried to sue his dad also because he thought him and his dad came up with the Milky Way idea together and his dad didn't give him credit. So there's a lot of, I wouldn't want it credit for Milky Way. I hate I, Milky Way. I like Milky, I like Milky Way dark, the vanilla nougat, the dark chocolate and it's mm, good shit. Mm. So, uh, Mars, uh, Forrest Mars and their, their company, I don't know if Forrest is even alive when this happened, but he rejected the idea to tie up with M&Ms. So the, their loss turned into Hershey's gain. It's odd how Hershey's chocolate used to be in uh, M&M's. And now Hershey's competitor, they made these products in bed, was um, going to be in, in E.T. So Jack Dowd, who was the vice president of new business development, made the deal. And he said that he, he would accept the Universal Studios offer to spend $1 million over a six-week period promoting E.T. in exchange for the rights to use E.T. in the ads for Reese's Pieces. And they would use the candy in the movie. Of course, that could be risky. If this movie flopped, he'd be fucked. Mm-hmm. But um, it didn't. It didn't. And uh, they assured him that E.T. would be lovable and not scary. But Dad wasn't allowed to see the script or even told the movie's plot. And he never even met Spielberg. He was just going off a pure hunch. Wow. It paid off handsomely. Within two weeks of the movie's release, Reese's Pieces sagging sales have tripled and Rosen's 300%. Distributors were reordering as many as 10 times during that period. Wow. 
They calculated that the $1 million invest- investment resulted in, at the time, 15 to $20 million worth of promotion for the brand, but being how popular it is now, billions. And, of course, Reese's Pieces are in everything now. Uh, Reese's Pieces in the last year have kind of had a resurgent as they start putting them in the peanut butter cups, the eggs, mm-hmm. the Christmas trees that we talked about, um, the the Incredible or whatever, the, the Ridiculous Bar, which has Reese's peanut butter, chocolate, and caramel, and Reese's Pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not Reese's pieces aren't made with the same filling as the cups, which is kind of just a sugar and peanut butter mixture. So they tried to put just peanut butter in a candy shell, but there's a lot of oil in peanut butter and it would leak out. It would leach out as it came. It got um, panned and make the shell kind of a big mush. So they had to make something that was different. So they developed this sweetened peanut meal that had the consistency of chocolate Mm. As you, as you describe it, just sweetened peanut meal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that is what's in the pieces. Uh, the original name was just called PBs. They obviously turned into Reese's Pieces. Mm. Um, did you ever notice, uh, if you open a bag of Reese's Pieces, what color you see dominantly? Orange? Uh-huh. It's because the bag is overloaded with orange pieces. Um, the bag is 50% orange, 25% brown, and 25% yellow. No kidding. Yes. It's one of those stats I like. <laughs> uh, they're seriously popular on Halloween, just like everything with the name Reese's on it. Uh, probably the like most five, like maybe the most three uh, favorite Reese, uh, Halloween candies are Reese's branded Halloween, like the number one Halloween candy is Reese's Pieces or Reese's Cups, mm-hmm. but Reese's Pieces are up there too. And obviously, as they venture into Reese's filled cups, the Reese's Pieces are in Hershey bars, Reese's Pieces are in Reese's Cups, Reese's Pieces are in everywhere. Reese's Pieces really had a huge comeback in 2019 and 2020, and I think that they're wonderful. They're one of my favorite candies. Uh, oh, yeah. They're in my, uh, as far as my, um, like the handful style of candy, you know, where you just like the M&Ms and the, I don't know. Well, what I'm a bigger would, fan of it. peanut butter than I am chocolate. Yes. Uh, same. Same. So I, I, Reese's Pieces are probably my, one of my top like three favorite candies and yeah. Reese's Cups and that bar, that chocolate bar that has the outrageous, it's the Reese's Outrageous. It's mm-hmm. the caramel, the Reese's peanut butter, and the Reese's pieces, like, wrapped in chocolate. That thing is decadent death. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I can go for something. I, I like a good... Uh, it's, that's my movie candy. One of. That's yeah, uh, mixing it a, with... A handful. You dump a bag of them in popcorn. That's oh, good shit. Oh, I, never, I just... I see, I'm, a, I'm not a mixer. I don't like the... Then it's weird because then you got then you're it's like just drenched in butter. Yeah, what's wrong with that? No, nah, fair enough. <laughs> what you do is you take regular M and M's, regular Reese's mm-hmm. Pieces, and shake them all up like half and half. Then dump that into popcorn. You're getting a. Oh, that's like that's like the Russian. What if what if you get a what if you get like a kernel? That's gonna hurt. 
Yeah, but if you get a Colonel and a Reese's and an M&M at the same time, you chew through the pain. Yeah, yeah. As, as you swallow your crowns. <laughs> Worth it. All right, here is your next pick. Always go to The Simpsons when you need a clip. That's what I say every time. Someone yeah. says, you promise you won't drink. Um, but I need it. <laughs> um, there, there's no... Uh, there was never a really big promotion for Atomic Fireballs. No, Fiera Pan. And they got that name from the Italian panning style of making things. Ah, yes. I, I was waiting for you to get there because it's a nice. Uh, I almost blew nice your spot when, together. Like, we did that on purpose. Yeah, I almost blew your spot. My first pick when I was talking about what you buy at the nickel. I'm like, uh, you know, bazooka, jawbreaker. I was about to say atomic fireballs. I'm like, mm, fireballs. Yeah, yeah, that was one of them. Um, this might be my favorite. As far as like hard candy, like a good old jawbreaker style, you know pop something in your mouth and suck in it for a while, Atomic Fireball is number one all the way. Um, I would buy them by the bucket. Uh, and I even even have... Uh, uh, what did I call them before? The Ruben Schliefenschgal machine or something? Like the Rube Goldberg machine? I had a funny name I came up with once before. Um, I built a whole mechanism in my basement um to distribute atomic fireballs to myself atomic fireballs um change the viscosity of your spit yes yeah they it makes it like it's you could probably like use it as paste for buildings (laughs) um well it's probably your body reacting to the um the different well it's capsaicin is so it's it's a mix like you think it's like because it has a cinnamon flavor to it. But just like uh, Atomic Warheads, the Mega Hot Warheads, they mm-hmm. use capsaicin too. Is it capsaicin or capsaicin? Capsaicin? Cap... Capsaicin. It's S-A-I-C-I-N. But is it capsaicin or capsaicin? I'm not a scientist. Nor am um, I, Mr. Squeezer, nor am I. No. Um, but they, they combine that uh, along with sugar. And cinnamon uh, flavor. And cinnamon flavor, which cinnamon flavor in itself has uh, a little heat to it. Right. Um, now, they, they claim that uh, they they roll in at about 3,500 on the Scoville scale. Um, which, for me, seems because I, I... No, they don't. I, they're not that hot. No, they don't. Um, they can't. Atomic war, uh, hot warheads might, but Maybe. fireballs don't. Um, yeah, because uh, uh, that's more than a jalapeno. Yeah, right. They don't. Um, and I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't think they're that hot. Now uh, there are people that can't handle them. Really? Like I don't get that. Like I. I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy them. Like there's. It's just the right amount of heat. Dare I say it's almost perfect. Um, 
It's a like nice warmness to it. Little Red Hots? Uh, Red Hot, I don't know where those rank in. Do you like those, though? Oh, I do, yeah. Yeah. Hot right. tamales. Hot tamales, all, that, yeah. I, all, all the hot candy I am a, yeah. I am a fan of. Yeah, me too. Um, and, and, uh, but uh, even the article that I was reading, um, or when they even referenced that number, was it might be they use an oil that is rated at that, but then in the oh, process, it cooks, off, that yeah. it cooks off or it dissipates with the other flavors. So maybe, you know, we're not quite sure. Uh, Fireballs came out in 1954, and they took advantage of the times, and that'd be like releasing a candy today called uh, the coronavirus candy. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, which is basically, <laughs> they they just... The COVID-19 made, ball. Yeah, the COVID-19 ball. Um, they just made light of the fact that everyone around you could be obliterated at any time in a wall of fire. Um even it the even box, had the mushroom cloud on the on the, the, the thing. The right? box had a mushroom cloud, and in the mushroom cloud were just uh, little atomic fireballs, um, with red hot flavor. Uh, I love, I I absolutely uh, love these things. Um, the Fur Pan Candy Company. They also gave you lemon heads. Um, Alexander the grapes. The, oh, ra- really? the racist Cherry Chans. <laughs> uh-huh. they, which they really they renamed, but... Oh, it was the 50s. Boston Baked Beans. Which are those candy-coated peanuts. Ooh, I can go for that. I'll, I'll tell you, Farrapan just bought every- Nestle. Like, they own everything now. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're down my... I think they're down my list, list again. Uh, actually, they might be next. Well, yeah, that would make sense. Um, yeah, now they are. Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just, I absolutely love these things. I never understood, and then I went online. People are like, you know, it's like the atomic fireball challenge. I'm like, you guys are just pussies. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to say it. They I'm weren't glad too you hot. Did. Yeah. Did you see that um, Just Born released Peeps that are hot tamale flavored this year? Really, I yeah. still won't eat them because it's a texture thing. Well, you ate a peep off oh. the line, and you—I was with you. You kind of—we toured the Just Born factory uh, yeah. last year, and you ate a peep off the line. And what did you think my reaction was? You, your, your pants tended a bit. Ah, uh, good. Then they—I was being polite. You didn't like it? No, I didn't really like it either. No, it was hot. I only liked it because it was like warm. I'm like, oh, that's. I, I felt like I feel like they're better stale than they are fresh. Yeah, it's a gooiness. I don't like the gooiness. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was where I was like, I I was bummed when like, oh yeah, we're going to the peeps thing. I'm like, ah, I like the Mike and Ike side better. I I got to tour that one, and that one's cool because. Can we go to Texas and tour the Frito Factory? Yes. And eat a chili cheese Frito off the line. Yeah, I, I believe I'll take there's that someone. Warm. There, there's someone down there that has a volcano for me, um, as a gift. Yeah, Eric, figure out a way for us yeah. to tour you the know Frito factory Frito? in Texas Frito Lay uh, factory. I'll eat a hot chip you, off the line. Yeah, they, you uh, can't walk in there with anything that's remotely flammable because, like, the whole like plant would just go up in a giant flame. Speaking of spicy, have you noticed that like the flaming hot is like the flavor of Frito Lay now? Yeah. Like everything comes in flaming hot. 
Flaming Hot Cheetos, Flaming Hot Fritos, Doritos, chips, ruffle, like Lay's, Ruffles, uh, Puffy, like they sell like, like, you know, those snack bags you buy, like the, the, the little packs in it, they sell a Flaming Hot snack mix. So even the Funyuns have a Flaming Hot figure. Mm -hmm. Like that, just that flavor just like blow, Enchantress loves it. It's like blew up. For me, it's like too, it's too bitter or vinegary. I don't, I can't explain why I don't like it. I get, I can get that. Um, it's a, it's a desensitized thing. So yeah, after a while you start, you, you stop producing, um, uh, TRPV, TRPV1, which is your like hot sensor. No, I, and, I don't think I'm desensitized. Like I still like hot stuff. No, oh, no, no. I'm, well, no, I'm not talking about you I'm talking in general. Oh, the society. So, like, as, I like it. A society in general has been desensitized because there's so much spice now and flavor. So they keep having to step it up, and the next thing is just keep making it hotter. Um, and that's the thing. So I, w- I was reading this, and they said that it, it actually tricks your brain into thinking. It, it's not just like a, a, a taste hot, but it it makes it your brain associate it with the equivalent of it being 110 degrees inside your mouth. Yeah, like the burn. Yeah. Yeah, the burn. That nice that nice burn. But it could go the opposite way with cold too. You get that burn too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's the same like the same uh sensor because it's spiciness. Yeah. And it, it's just the way you react react to it. Okay. Um you ready for my next Oh, I completely forgot. There was a fun little thing about this, too. You know the Atomic Fireballs are the official candy of uh, Mission Control. Really? Yeah, so, like, that's their thing. Like, going back to, like, the 80s, and there was a woman there that would kind of hand them out, and then they just started putting, like, jugs of them on the consoles, and it was, like, kind of like a... I don't want to say taboo not to, but it was, like, it was just part of operations like that you make sure there are atomic fireballs in mission control at all times and you know because guys would just down these things it was a fun thing it was a snack thing but they also looked at it as by having that spiciness it helped fire extra little synapses or at least tricked you into thinking it keep you awake stuff like that um but yeah it was it was in there for every every shuttle mission uh, there were uh, atomic fireballs involved. Huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I read it on the internet, so it's got to be true. Got to be true. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to go with my next pick. Hey, look who's making waves. Lifesavers holes. huge taste of Lifesavers candy in tiny, delicious little bites. Lifesavers Holes Candy. Get what you've been missing. Oh, man. Lifesavers Holes. Now, let me give you a few tidbits about this commercial, which is all CG. And uh, one of the first commercials from Pixar Animation Studio, uh, the computer models were done by Eben Otz 
Aste Computer Graphics, Pixar Animation Studios were the computer camera operators. Cinetron Computer Systems, Inc. also was in that. The sound design re-recording mixer uh, was done by Tom Myers of Skywalker Sound. And if you listen, uh, at some point you could hear some stuff. The, the falling baby monitor from Toy Story. It was around the same time. Uh, do you remember um, Life Saver Souls? Oh, do I remember them? They, I want, I want them now. Like they're just the. Uh, I have a sealed greatest. pack. I have actually two sealed packs in my lair here. They're probably still good, right? Yeah, I have uh, outrageously fruity and Peppo Mint. Uh, I like the fruity. So they were in a round. They were, they were about, um, I don't know, roughly twenty percent bigger than a round roll of uh, uh, lifesavers but there was a plastic mm-hmm. container and it contained little holes that looked like they were the little cutouts from the round circles of lifesavers the what do you mean look like they weren't actually no oh so wow, you just ruined my childhood uh the flavors i remember were the classic peppo mint the five flavor classic lifesaver flavors: the island fruit, which were my favorite, tangerine, uh, outrageously fruity, and sunshine fruits. Um, they were incredibly popular when they came out. Mm-hmm. These things were everywhere. Every kid loved these things. Everyone had a shaky Tic Tac style. Cylinder yep. of these lifesavers holes in their pocket. So you're saying it could have just been gravel in there. We just we wanted the packaging. Right. Well, everyone loved Tic Tacs, but yeah. uh, everyone also loved these, and they loved lifesavers. And and like as you got into middle school, you just bought any variety of mint that was different you could buy. Mm-hmm. Um, the commercial was probably a big part of the candy's popularity. And like I said, uh, Pixar did a great job with it. You can find it. It's the the lifesaver showing up at the beach and the holes having all the fun type ad. Um, I don't know. These were just so cool, and the 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 artwork on the containers were so cool. And it, and um, you know sometimes Tic Tacs lately has been doing some pretty cool things outside the box. In fact, they just released this week. A Coca-Cola flavored Tic Tac, which everyone online is saying tastes like Coca-Cola uh, soda. So I can't wait to get them. I had I have the cherry, um, uh, the Valentine's Day cherry that had the Valentine's Day message on it. I love Tic. I'm a huge fan of fruit Tic Tacs and Tic Tac regular white Tic Tacs are like my favorite mint flavor ever, and the gum tastes just like them. And of course, we all love orange Tic Tacs. Yes. Yeah, but uh, so I'm interested to taste Coca-Cola Tic Tacs. I bought now on the other side of the spectrum. I bought the Simpsons flavors, which was donut, bubblegum, and blueberry, and those are all gross, completely uh, gross. Yeah, it's there was Simpsons, uh, Marge was blueberry, Homer was donut, and Bart was bubblegum. I have them behind me, and I'm look I'm looking at them with anger right now. They all they <laughs> all taste disgusting. So I'm interested to taste these Coca-Cola ones. If they're good, I might buy a thousand things of them because i love cola flavored candy um and i love tic tac so it, it'd be a win-win yeah I, I feel like that's less of a stretch for some i think just the fact that the uh the coke slurpee made it clear that you can do anything with that flavor 
No, Coke Slurpee was uh, the invention of a Slurpee was taking a carbonated beverage and freezing it. And the way they did that was if you no- if you notice when you're drinking a Slurpee, you still get that carbonated feeling because mm-hmm. the- they're they're making it the Slurpee just like they would make a soda with the mixing of uh, the syrup and the carbon dioxide. But with the freezing method, they're doing it almost identically. So um, that method is, is pretty much the same as making a soda. But like I think Haribo, Haribo uh, gummy colas uh, are like the my favorite like gummies ever. Yeah. So if these could capture that kind of flavor and just okay. be less sugar, I'm excited. Uh, but yeah, lifesavers holes, very cool. I would love for them to come back in their original flavors and designs. Uh, that'd be really cool for a limited release. You probably wouldn't be able to get them anywhere, and they'd be selling for $50 on eBay, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. very cool. Squeezer, your next pick. Sun ripened raisins, nestle milk chocolate, mm, that's as good as it gets. Good and wholesome and more, she's always ready to pour. I'm always ready to catch some raisinets. I want to Uh, they don't make commercials like they used to. No, jingles just aren't the same. No. Yeah, there was some, and God, it would get stuck in your head. Yeah, now it's like, yay, hump day, woo, yeah, nah, no, no, you need a jingle. You need a a, a hook and a, 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 yeah, you need a, a, a raspy, a raspy voice and a choir of kids singing about uh, fruit covered in chocolate. Dried candied fruit covered in chocolate. Dried candied fruit, yes. Yeah, there's not, no fruit left by the time you're um, doing these. They're actually very special raisins. They were, they were seedless raisins that were grown uh, in California uh, specifically for... California uh, raisins? Uh, yes, California uh, raisins. The great, uh, I don't think kids nowadays could understand how popular... California raisins are. We've talked about this in our, our mm-hmm. one of our first Christmas episodes when you talked about the anime claymation Christmas. Like California raisins were fucking huge when we were kids. Just yes. based off commercials, we had action figures and all mm-hmm. sorts of shit. Yeah, it was it was a monster of a campaign. And it got us all the raisins. raisins, yeah. Um and yeah, and then you'd eat. Well, I couldn't tell you last time. I think I got like two things of raisins up in the pantry upstairs that I never even opened because they don't come in convenient little boxes that you can then slide out the uh, congealed glob of raisins in your hand. Right. I like raisins, but they are not healthy one bit. Yes, they're no. they have fiber, but it's just it drains out all the healthy stuff of a grape and <laughs> leaves the pure candied yes. sugar. Um. Yeah. Well, now take that and coat it in chocolate. Oh, it's deli- I fucking uh, love raisinets. Chocolate cover raisins you are would. Yeah, they're. It, it's funny, like you wouldn't. They, they, there's a. I don't want to say there's a stigma of them, but you don't, you don't think of them as, like a hardcore candy. You know what I mean? It's and, and they're they're panned now too, so they have that glossiness. Yeah. Oh, they're gorgeous. They're like, it looks like each one is like individually buffed. Yeah. yeah um, they're so good. 
And these were, I have a lot of fond memories of these because my, my grandmother would love, love these things and she would have them stocked up all the time. And also as a kid, this was my go-to, um, if it wasn't, uh, Reese's Pieces, movie theater. It was the, it was the movie theater candy of choice. Yeah, mine was snow caps and this. I love. I'm a dark chocolate guy. If you haven't yeah. heard by this episode, so snow caps is one of my favorites. Not juju fruits like Elaine Bennis, but snow caps, but also raisinets. If I was allowed candy, and um, later in life it was sour patch kids, but early in life it was snow caps. Oh, that's right. Yeah, raisinets. But that was that was like once you were like uh, in like middle school like high school kind of it was always sour patch kids sour patch kids yeah but yeah raisinets were like the number one i love them and you could i can basically eat these and not get like re i love reese's pieces but there is a point of limited return there where i can only eat so i actually i don't know if i can actually finish a whole bag of reese's pieces in no. one sitting yeah no you're right um, it's like almost like a flavor. I'll overload. tell you though, I tried. I couldn't finish a bag of raisinets last time I tried. I just I'm I, gonna I don't give it a try. I don't eat enough sugar. I can't take it. I can't. I start. I eat one tiny little uh, like Hershey bar, like one of the little ones. Like I'll grab one if I'm going in the control room for a show. Like I grab one, and I treat it like it's. It's like a drug. You feel it. That that caffe- the the sugar in there. Like yeah. I I feel the flush. See, you're like, tempered. I don't. So if I had one of those, I'm not a healthy squeezer. I drink like a fucking idiot, like a lot. So I'm not trying to say I'm healthy. I just don't eat sugar. Mm-hmm. I, um. So like I can't even finish. Like I'll I'll I like once in a while I'll see a bar like a tiny fan size bar. I'll wrap and I'll take a bite and that's it. That's I gotta throw it away. And sometimes I spit it out. It's too much for me. It's really. As, as soon as you cut it out from your life, like it, it just overloads. I get no, I get that. No, like I don't, I don't consume all that much. It's maybe like one or one a week, maybe. And but when I do, like I feel like one little tiny like candy bar, like a dare I say personal size. Um, but like I feel it, like I get flush in the face. So and it's been a while since I had some raisinets. I might, uh, I might indulge maybe. Uh, in a couple of weeks, March twenty fourth is National Chocolate Covered Raisin Day. Yeah. Um, because why wouldn't it be? Sure. Um, and uh, maybe maybe then I'll go and I'll indulge, and I'm sure some local news will have a whole segment dedicated to the National Chocolate Covered Raisin Day. Um, and uh, I'll be like, oh, maybe I can. I'll even post a thing of raisinets. I'm like, hey, happy Chocolate Covered Raisin Day, but then I won't because. I don't feel like I'm interesting enough to post anything for people to want to actually ever see, which can't disagree with. Um, there's no real origin to this either. Like, there's no, I mean, no one can pinpoint when you first did this. I mean, they, the Egyptians could have been fucking doing this for all we know. Um, but uh, Philly in the 1920s is where basically raisinets came from. Uh, and then uh, a lot of candy back... came from our, our our central home base, Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, way to city of Philadelphia, and trust me, the you know, yeah, candy came out of it. For, the, for um, those who don't think Philadelphia is a food capital of the United States, like I will, it it, it really is. Like you could get tasty cakes. Yeah. If if you like junk food, like 
Antimens is this area. Tasty Cake is this area. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, basically all your pretzels. Like, you can't... There's half the snack foods, like, are in Pennsylvania. Like, I, like I sent this article on Enchantress. Like, Pennsylvania is almost the snack food capital of the world. Yeah, there's Frito-Lay, but every other chip maker out there, uh, uh, it's hers. And the barely... Uh, I can't speak. Billion other brands that are out there all come from relatively uh, uh, 75 minutes outside of where we live right now. Yeah, it's all mom and pop operations in like small little suburbs of tertiary cities. Like all these Pennsylvania Dutch operations, yeah. Yeah, when you can buy pretzels in a tin can Mm -hmm. or cardboard box. Oh, that's the best. Uh, In 1984, Raisinets uh, were uh, under the uh, purview of Nestle, um, where they produced... uh, 21 million raisinets a day. I like that number doesn't make sense to me. Why not? Because if you make 21 million a day, like in my mind, I'm like, all right, you let's take a couple a days off. Like, you, like you make 21 million raisinets in a day, and it's like, all right, see you guys next week, and we'll make another couple million. And like, I just I don't see how. I mean, I get it. There's seven billion people, but not everyone's eating raisinets. That's a lot of fucking raisinets. Yeah, but it's stock and supply. You know how it I goes. I get it. Yeah, I kind of I kind of get it. That's why I'm not a businessman or a business person or what I I don't know. I don't understand how things work. I just go with the flow and eat their candy cuz it's <laughs> delicious. Uh and then um oh, bring it around full circle. Um Ferrara now owns raisinets. Well, Ferrera owns uh, Nestle. Nestle, yeah. Uh, which they have their mixes now. So this year was the first year they started seeing mixes like, oh, this, that, like like trolley worms and uh, nerds with like lemon heads. I was waiting to see because Nestle owns like Hot Pockets. I was like, oh, a mini like uh, meatball mozzarella Hot Pocket with like bunch of crunches and a Butterfinger. I'll take <laughs> and a lemon head. I'll take that mix. <laughs> I want them to get real with their mixes. Like, show me some, like, you got all these brands. Like, come on, show me. Show me something. Uh, so here is my next pick for, this is a modern commercial I found. I think that's from England. But for a, a snack that I fucking loved as a child. So, uh, this commercial has a breakdancing dog in it, and it's, I I thought it was always Chupa Chupa, those disgusting lollipops, but it's Chupa Chupa. They now own uh, Whistle Pops, which was, they call Melody Pops, which at some point changed Whistle and Melody Pops. So there was Whistle Pops, which you just blew into, and it just made a, and there's Mm -hmm. Melody Pops, which had like the stick you pulled out, and it went, you know that oh, I never associated them like two different things. I kind of just no, but they were both both brands were called Whistle Pops at some point. Okay, so uh, they were introduced apparently in 1975, and um, I can't figure out like where they at some point like Peter Paul Candy made them, and Nestle made them at some point, 
And now Chupa Chupa, which I always thought was Chapa Chapa, made them. But when they were given out in um, like Corn Pops, which I remember them, they were Nestle. Um, I'm sorry, Keebler. But Keebler also had a different can. Like Keebler made so much. Like we always talk about Keebler snacks. They made like fluffy, ready to eat kind candy, Melody Pops, Whistle Pops, uh, Viver mints, sugar free, like Mentos soft mints and regular like mints, long fresh Thunder Mint gum and grapefruits like Jolly Rancher style hard candies. Like I had no idea Keebler was making all this candy. Like I, we have to do a Keebler show one day where we, you and I do a deep dive into the history of Keebler. I'm game. Because Keebler had one of their biggest warehouses on the East Coast in our backyard for the longest time. Yeah. I was obsessed with that. So was I. As a my kid, dad... you always thought the little elves were in yeah, there. Yeah. M- well, my dad told me they were in there. <laughs> you dumb. Just like my dad used to tell me that Watch Out for Falling Rock was a Native American boy that was lost and you had to keep your eye out for him. <laughs> His name was Falling Rock. He didn't Rock. say Native American, though, did he? No, he said Indian. Yeah, he said he was an Indian boy named Falling Rock, and you had to watch out for him. <laughs> so don't say a word and watch out for Falling Rock, because there's a big reward if you find him. <laughs> yep. I can see him doing it, too. Mm-hmm. Please text. Can I can I ask him about that when I see him? Yes, yes. Please message me if your dad harassed you in this way too. He was, he was. He also told us there was a monster in the from the Three Mile Island disaster that lived in um, uh, was it uh, Susquehanna or Lake Waka, uh, Lackawanna? What was the what's the river there? It's, it's on the Susquehanna. Susquehanna, yeah. Uh, we're passing through my island. Look for the monster from the disaster. <laughs> no, uh, and as a kid, you're like, you realize there is no release of anything, right? That there's no monster, like, yeah, some alarms went off. No, no, I mean, I get it now, yeah, but. I'm sure there's some people we know that we could still get away with it. Let's try sure, it. Sure. But yeah, Whistle Pops were very cool. We still sold them at KB Toys when I worked there. And they had the, like, the little thing at the bottom. They were still popular over, over sold. Not Chippa Chippa. Chippa Chip. I don't know what the fuck the company is. an English company. You could still get them. I don't think they're really readily sold in America, but that's what I want to know. Like, where would you get those now? Like, I, maybe it's because I don't keep an eye out for candy now. Like, I don't yeah. go around looking for it. They were never um, great lollipops either. They weren't that. Like, they probably made a consistency that had to keep their integrity. So they're never mm-hmm. that great, but they're always cool to play because they annoyed the shit out of any adult in the vicinity. Yeah, um, see, I don't like a big lollipop that kind of sticks out of my lips, like where like a like a popsicle, because yeah. then it gets all sticky and runny. Do you remember safety pops for the longest yeah. time when they were worried about kids choking on the sticks? Yep. So it was like a stick that was like a rope that went like from what it was like in one end and it like looped or it was like it formed a loop. And it was called a safety pop. And they had, like, yep. safety cream pops. It was, like, a cream regular. I always associated them, like, along with, like, the doctor's office. Like, they would have, like, the sugarless ones. 
Yeah, the sugarless ones were fucking gross, but safety pops were like the biggest. Really? Thing. I like a good sugarless life. Now I do. I love them, but as a kid, they were gross. Even but, then, I because it was such a rarity. I'm like, this is different. It was like, yeah, it was weird. But safety pops were good. They were, but they also had the safety cream pops, which had like the the cream like uh, swirls in them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, safety pops were huge when we were kids. I don't, I don't think they make them anymore. They're so worried about kids choking on the sticks, so they had this like rope stick. It yep. wasn't like a stick. It was like a rope. It was like a paper rope consistency. And it went, it made a loop. It, it was, it went in two points in the lollipop and formed a loop. And it was called a safety pop. Uh, pop. You couldn't, I mean, you could still choke on it. Yeah. Then you, well, then you just reach in with a finger and, and like pull grab the loop, the loop out, out of yeah. the back of your throat. <laughs> so yeah, yeah uh, that was a thing uh, back then. But uh, yeah, whistle pops, pretty cool. Squeezer, your next pick. Oh, is... uh, uh, heads up. This is a, uh... Another thing that I don't have a uh, commercial for, so I just pulled audio of uh, possibly the greatest scene in cinema history. That score gets me every time. I think. Tom, uh, hey Sly, let's let's do this one more time. Just bring it down one. No, fuck that. <laughs> and the score behind it, I think that score is part of the reason why I love uh, Creed so much because they use the same cues okay. from it. I mean, it's I'm not taking anything away from the movie. They're great movies, but that. The score for Rocky might be one of the greatest scores ever made. Like everyone's like John oh, yeah. Williams yeah. and fucking blowing John Williams, but the Rocky score is so fucking good. That the the, the and the, the chimes, the bells, yeah, like, the underscore, just, yeah, yeah, and then like it when just, it gets into like dun, dun, it, oh, it's so good. It, it just builds perfectly. Yeah. Oh, did I? I love. Do Rocky. actually movie scores? We have. When, we do can, we do actual scores though, or just like soundtracks? We could do scores. I'll just do Congo. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, this this one's fantastic. And I, when I we we did the Rocky Run in Philly this past November, mm-hmm. they play the score the whole time. Oh, it's, that'll it's make you do something awesome. It's five k, and I I almost died doing it. But you get a medal that looks like Rocky's belt. My monitor's five k. Yeah, well, there you go. Ah, uh, that's about as close to it as I get. And then, like everyone runs up the steps and then comes down and takes their picture with the Rocky statue in Philly. But yeah, the the uh, Rocky run was a lot of fun, basically because they play this, and 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 it's it's right right before Thanksgiving, so it like goes along with what I always associated with Thanksgiving Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. I always associate with Thanksgiving, and I know they're working on Creed three. I can't wait. I fucking love the Creed movies. Anyway, continue, Squeezer. All right, so we're talking crybabies. I thought your, your or tear jerkers, yeah. whatever you want to call it. It's all the same thing. Well, um, there there was those like uh, hard candies that were teardrops. They were tear jerkers. They came in like the nerds box. Remember them? See, I always saw tear jerkers were also as the gum. No, those are just crybabies. Just crybabies. I I have conflicting reports childhood. What's Not that? Gonna lie. 
Um, you have to say that again. I you broke up. Tear jerkers. Okay, so it was. Oh yeah, it was gum. There was a gum. Because I always called them tear jerkers. But then crybabies tears are what I'm talking about. That's what they're called now. But they were called. Okay. I don't know. These are what I'm. I was talking about. These are like a modern version, and I don't know if you are talking about the same thing. I won't let me fucking name it. Send some my way. Uh, continue talking. Give us a little history. Googling and messaging with the rad years. Give us a little history. Um. So, so I I uh, God, I love these guys because again, like I liked hot candy, um, but everyone loved sour candy too i mean it was i mean sour patch kids are huge we just talked about we talked about that briefly um crybaby gum was brutal um because it wasn't even the initial like the sourness there was this bite because you had the bite it kind of had to break the gum and the sugar on it too there's a this grittiness to it it was and it's almost like a a, a a sour sweet sandpaper mm. that you're ni- mm-hmm. initially putting in your mouth and you have to kind of crack it and and get it going and once you do and it is it is very sour okay so it looks it, like make your eyes water it looks like double bubble made tear jerkers and swell made crybabies it was two different companies okay but it and, and as a kid it's kind of like the you, you don't Six care where it's coming from have another yeah um, there was an article from 1992 in the Sun Sentinel. Um, uh, new gumball fails the taste test. That's why kids like it. Um, and it went on to say how uh, it, it's basically taking off with the kids. And their their argument was, well, they're just doing it as uh, the challenge. It's a bravado thing. It's like you know look tough in front of your friends while doing this and that might have been part of it i genuinely in, enjoyed it again it was a it, it was an experience it was extra flavor it was more that you can um it's not something you want to do all the time but it, it was it was different look everyone needs you got to feel a little bit of pain to feel alive right oh yeah yeah i like i enjoy bleeding um, I, I like getting hurt. It hurt. It feels good sometimes, you know, and sometimes, you know, on a lesser scale, you just pop in a cry baby and it is very, it's, I would say I put it up there with unpleasant. Okay. You get that hard squint down. It is to me, they were very sour. It was like, it, be, it was like before sour patch kids, before they perfected the sour than sweet formula. Yeah, because if you would power through a tear, uh, tear jerk or a crybaby, you would get to that wonderful gum and just have it. But you'd have yeah. to get through that. Like, yeah, it was like a crust of sourness of yes. that citric acid sourness mm-hmm. on it. You and sometimes you'd put the gumball in your mouth and you'd pull the crust off with your teeth and just get it down. Mm-hmm. And you had just a wonderful gumball. That's like Sour Patch Kids. I would just pop a handful in, and I would just I wouldn't even chew them yet. I would just swish them around. And dissolve off that beautiful sweet sournessy uh, until they were basically just gummy bears. Yes. And or, indulge or, that or they're way. Bas- actually, they're Swedish fish at that point. Oh, is that what they were? Yes. That makes sense. Well, yeah, I didn't say I didn't. I knew they weren't gummy bears, but they, yeah, they do have that 
texture and consistency. Oh, Swedish fish. That's what I should have put on this. Well, the, was... the red berry uh, sour patch kit is the same flavor as a red Swedish fish. <gasps> you just blew my damn mind. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Well, that, that changes everything now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, these were fun. When we um, were, it was. I, I'm sorry. When we were in high school, we used to say, uh, "My buddy Shane got me on this." Like something was good, we'd say a box of Swedes. Oh, that's like a box of Swedes. As in, like that's as good as a box of Swedish fish. Because you go to BJ's or Sam's and you buy a box, like a box mm-hmm. of Swedish fish, and it'd just be a box you tear it open and it was loose Swedish, like full size Swedish fish. It's a yeah. box of Swedes. A box of Swedes. Oh, that's a box of Swedes. Oh, that's shit. That movie was a box of Swedes. That's good. That's what we said. We were idiots. Yes. We should bring that back. Box of Swedes. This podcast is a box of Swedes. This is a box of Swedes. What's better than a box of Swedish fish? A box of Swedes. Uh, and then and then 4chan's going to take it and make it racist. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> make it horrible in yeah. whatever way they can. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sorry, I cut you off. Continue. No, no, not at all. No, there isn't. Um, hashtag there, box it, of sweets. Hashtag box of sweets. Yeah, I, I, I like a good. Uh, I like the good crybaby from time to time. Um, I would still take uh, an atomic fireball over them, of course. I always of went course. hot over sour. Uh, so you like the atomic hot fire, uh, atomic hot warheads over the Rick sour ones? No. There, there, that's the that's where it, it gets a little weird. I actually do like the sour ones over the hot. They mix the capsaicin with fruit flavor on the atomic hot fl- uh, warheads. Maybe that was it. Yeah, because it wasn't cinnamon; it was like a fruit. Yeah, flavor. I, I think I think it's that I also enjoy the cinnamon of it. Same thing why, why I like like hot tamales. Right, I, I'm with you 100. percent the, the heat and the cinnamon. It might be the contrast of the warheads that I don't. I wasn't too fond of. Yeah. Whereas the sweet and sour go well together. Right. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of the hot and sweet. Yep. Well, I like sweet and spicy, but it's got to be the right flavor. The right one. It can't be too. I, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I was a bit of a. And it, it's funny because <clears throat> even if I don't know if they were any hotter, maybe it made them feel hotter. Maybe it was also a, a texture thing with the warheads. But yeah, I I couldn't do them near like eat those like I would eat an atomic fireball. Yeah. All right, you ready for my next pick? Oh, please, pro. Here proceed. we go. What are you laughing at? I don't know. Life timing being here with you, eating razzles. <laughs> Yeah, I've had a really great time working with you this week. Me too. And everything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Maddie. Mm-hmm. Tell me something. What color is my tongue? What? What? <laughs> what color is my tongue? Just what color red. is it? Red. I don't know. Red. Red, red, or, or tongue red? Razzle red. Show me yours. What? Show me your tongue. Come I'm on, I showed you mine. Showing you my tongue. Show me your tongue. Come on, Matt, I showed you mine. I didn't ask to see yours. Maddie, I need to. All right, I'll spare you guys from the rest of this 13 going on 30 scene. <laughs> but that's Batman's wife, ex-wife, and the Incredible Hulk eating razzles as they walked out of a store at a movie that's kind of a ripoff of Big, but also sweet in its own way. I don't hate the movie. It's kind of good. 
but I won't admit that in proper company. Uh, so Razzles, do you remember Razzles? First it's a candy, then it's a gum squeezer. No. You don't remember Razzles? No. It's like a a round candy with like a yeah. like a, a, a like a bumpy top, and you chew it. And my buddy, this is Paul. I love Razzles. We'd always do because we would make this weird voice with my buddy Paul, like he was a Neanderthal because he was a big wrestler. <laughs> Uh, All-American. That's always... I always make fun of the biggest, strongest guy I know. Yeah, right. He was an All-American, wrestled for Penn. He works... He speaks Mandarin. He's a genius. He works for uh, Hedge Fund. He's... But we are... Oh, my God. I love Radbulls. Uh It's like candy that you chew it up. It's a candy. As you chew it, it starts to, like, disintegrate into a gum. So it's first it's a candy, then it's a gum. I, it, this is... Uh, I'm looking at it, and I just can't... Oh my god, nope. we'd eat razzles, and my idiot friend Tommy would swallow them, and then we'd spit them out at each other as they turned into gum because we're idiots. Uh, but sure. yeah, razzles all the time. So it was like a powdery candy. So you chew it up, and as you chew it up, you'd think it would like disintegrate, and like you'd swallow it like a, a powder, but it would eventually start turning into a gum. And like the more you like it, like like you put like five more razzles in, and then the flavor is gone as soon as the candy's gone, of course. It's just like this horrible, like chewy gum in your mouth. But they're delicious candies. I can't believe you don't know Razzles. No, I. This Holy is. Shit. I'm looking at the packaging. I'm looking at Razzles. You never heard Razzles? Oh my god, I've heard Razzles. So no, much. no. And they're, and they're been... in this movie, Thirteen Going on Thirty. The uh, Batman's wife loves Razzles, and he she convinces uh, Bruce Banner not in Hulk form. Uh, the sun is down already. Razzles are the way to go. And I don't even wonder why uh, Black Widow never used Razzles to get the Hulk to calm down. Hey, the, the sun's going down, buddy. Big guy. Here's some Razzles. This is the Razzles. That's what we used to read Paul. Paul was essentially the Incredible Hulk for us. He invent, he, he dressed up as the Incredible Hulk for Halloween. We, we like covered him in green paint. And he's ripped up purple pants. And he's just like, kept, he was so drunk, he kept falling everywhere. And, and the, the our friend's mom was like there's fucking green paint all over my house i'm so sorry i'm eating raffles he doesn't talk like that that's just no he's like the hulk to us so we give him that voice (laughs) me hulk me angry we go this is so sorry i love raffles yeah (laughs) that's all i had to say about that squeezer your last candy Pick. I have wow. some in my desk right now. I can't wait for you to give me a Wonderful. little tidbit about this candy. I still remember getting my first candy for my grandfather. It was Werther's Original, and I was four. I remember opening that golden wrapper and then that first taste. Sweet and creamy and just plain good. I felt I was really somebody special when Grandpa gave me his wonderful butter candy. Now I'm the grandfather. And what else would I give my grandson but Werther's original? He's somebody special, too. Oh, my God. This commercial is so dirty. That, uh, really? Oh, and Grandpa gave me his wonderful butter candy. <laughs> Just fish in there. We're the Werther's. Grandpa, there's a hole in your pocket. <laughs> Keep fishing. Get my wonderful buttery candy. 
Wow, did you go dark on this one. I was going to talk about how memorable this commercial was, and you don't even need to talk about the candy. It's the commercial that... No, the, oh. the candy overpowered the commercial. The candy is amazing. Even if you eat the sugar-free Werther's, they're so decadent and delicious. They, but the commercial's like, they surely are. I always uh, remembered reaching the grandpa's pocket, going <laughs> through the hole, and finding his buttery candy. Um... Everyone remembers. You do remember the commercial, though. Of course, there was multiple but, grandparent commercials. Yes, yes. Uh, Werther's original one, the was associated. One. Everyone was like, "Okay, a, unwrapping a hard candy is an old person thing to do." Werther's yeah. original commercials made it like, "Okay, that's what they're unwrapping." Yeah, um, but and I feel like it almost did Werther a disservice. I mean, I'm sure they they pinned down the old person market for sure, but. You, if you would have just, if they would have the exact same thing and just made them like, uh, just put a, a shark with rollerblades on it, on a neon green packaging, uh-huh. you, you and I, we would have been just, we still would have been devouring them as kids. Well, we didn't. I did anyway, because we're there. Well, see, I, I didn't like, know. I Like, the commercial did nothing for me to want to eat it. And then, like, as soon as you taste one, you're like, I want the whole bag. <laughs> Give me the whole yeah. bag. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it is it's it's sugar. <laughs> it's it's, not, it's sugar it's, and fat. Yeah, and a candy and a, and a hard candy. Yeah, they, they put fat in the hard candy, and that's it, hard. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's, um, and they put salt, to, again, it's sugar, like it's salt, and fat. It's all the things that hit every receptor yeah. in your brain and and a hard and you candy. Feel it. You feel it. Pop one in, suck on it for a little bit, and think <laughs> about it. How you feel? That's what that guy said to me, uh, Father Nelson. He's like, <laughs> he said, Ryan, just pop one in. You'll uh, feel think it. About it. Uh, think about it. You'll feel it. You, you feel every, all the synapses firing. Um, um, no yeah, synapses all those, are firing. All those, you actually, you can, this is one of those candies where as you're eating it, like, you can think about what your brain is doing. Like, you're, oh, my pleasure sensors are going off the fucking chart right now. It doesn't know what is going on. It's like doing an eight ball in the candy world. That's what Father Nelson said. And, and it's Jesus Christ. Um, and it was introduced to you by your grandparents. It really was. No kid goes and buys a bag of Werther's Originals. He got me hooked. And, you know, it was my start. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Like, I don't know if my grandparents didn't, but like it was like always butterscotch and peppermint candies. But the yeah. first time, eh, the first time you tried a Werther's, you're like, fuck it. I still buy the sugar-free versions. I love them. Ah, eh, fuck that. they taste just like oh, the regular versions. Fuck you. They taste just like the regular versions. Ah, there's there's just as much fat and uh, uh, right. butter in it. It's just no sugar. Come on. Uh, all right, so. Uh, they come out. They come. The believe it or not. So these come out of uh, some mad scientist lair in uh, in Berlin, Germany. <laughs> um, they're a product of the August Storch company. Uh, if I'm pronoun- I don't know. I don't can't say it gutturally enough. Um, we have been trying to make a candy that will kill the fat Americans for years. We think they um, accomplished it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it's a hard candy. There, it's it's a hard it's an candy. Old ass candy. Nineteen oh three. It's a hundred and seventeen year old candy. 
They made it before the war. Um, After the war, the Americans they, they stole were... it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. They make other versions. They make a a, a dark and a milk chocolate. Like uh, they make a swirl, a coffee cream swirl. Um, yeah. You can actually get an apple flavor apple, if yeah, you're in yeah. Canada. There's soft. No, there's soft uh, caramel apple here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they got those here too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I stick to the original. Um, yeah, I, I also, do too. I also like the shape of them. It's like they knew what they were doing too. Like there's this little in that indent. Yeah, when when they made, when, you get your tongue on that and you kind of press it up in the roof of your mouth, right? Yeah, when they made cream savers, which I had on my list. Life Savers Cream Savers, they were the exact same shape and the exact same packaging. Mm-hmm. Same with um those uh um what do you fuck it? Uh the Ocean Spray Cran Sensation candies. They were the same exact shape and the same packaging. Mm. Yeah, there's something about that and it works. And it's just funny, you, you kind of, because you, you'll go with it too. You'll still always make the joke, like where there's originals, like it's the old, but you make it with like an old, for an old person joke or whatever, yeah, but sure. you're never going to turn one down. Oh no. They're, they're absolutely fantastic. And th- those, these are one of those things where I know where they have them. Cause it's like, they, it's like they sell next to the cough drops. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. They sell them the candy. No, it's junk. Um, you gotta keep it. You gotta keep the Ricola separate from the. Well, if you don't have candy, you can always just eat some Ricolas. Yeah, that's true. That's... I went. I went through like a half a bag of those. I love. Night. I'm with you. I I love a Ricola. They're delicious. They're. Fun. I just. I I needed something to <clears throat> entertain myself and back there, and I'm like, oh, I got. I got some cough drops. Big shout out to the Sawmill Grill in Exton, no, in Exton, uh, Oxford. Oxford, Pennsylvania. Drove, Oxford. We, it's an hour past Exton. It, it yeah. is an hour past. It, it was delicious. Yeah. It is Amish on horse and buggies everywhere. It, Mennonite. It, Mennonite. It was almost in Delaware, but it was almost in Maryland, but it was still in Pennsylvania. But they made a hell of a chicken Caesar wrap, and I think uh, what you had a buffalo chicken. I had sandwich? a buffalo chicken sandwich that it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, no one complained about the food there <laughs> that day. We had a good. Some guys got uh, chicken and biscuits. And, yeah, and, uh, uh, crab cakes and burgers. Crab, I couldn't. I couldn't do. I I was looking at the chicken and biscuits, but like I gotta work. Like that would have just shut me down for yeah. the rest of the night. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, give them some love. That was delicious. Yeah, so if you're ever Mill Grill in Oxford, Pennsylvania, if you're ever there, hit them up. Tell them the rad years sent you. The party of fucking go. 12. <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> who was that uh, now? Large, was that was, Jebediah? <laughs> a, a large group of about a dozen plus obnoxious guys uh, wearing yeah. hoodies yeah. Uh, came in one day and they were a TV crew. And like, oh, yeah, those guys. Yeah. All right, let's end the podcast. Here is my last pick. This one was fucking phenomenal, but every star burns out before it's supposed to, Squeezer. There were chocolate bars and cookie bars and nut bars by the score. There was something new, and it comes in two. Bar none's the one with so much more. Bar none's got chocolate wafers. Now caramel and chocolate cream. Chopped peanuts and milk chocolate. 
bars together are an all-star team. So ask yourself, as you look at the shelf, is my candy bar a bore? If you want the bar with the most by far, bar nine's what you're looking for. Bar nine, the one with more. Bar nine. So they really they rebranded Bar None in nineteen ninety three and started pushing it hardcore. I fell in very hard. Um, it was two candy bars. It went from one to two, and um, people were really pissed when they left. But then they came back with the two. Uh, I loved them. Um, so it was like a, a way a, a chocolate wafer. It went from a vanilla wafer to a chocolate wafer. It was covered in caramel and peanuts and chocolate. And before, I think it, I don't know if it was caramel, it was vanilla wafer. I don't know what it was, but it was trying to compete with the uh, O. Henry bar, I think. And I might be wrong about this, but it was so good. Uh, maybe Tim Tams was also the thing I was, I was fighting with. You knew a bar none, right? Yeah, I don't think I actually ever had one. Because um, I remember seeing them, because like when you would go out to Hershey and you go to the store, uh, in the chocolate world there. And the, yeah, the... And, yeah, and, and the bar none would be in... So everyone has, like, a section there. There's the Reese's, like, hub in the middle. Um, and then there's also, like, the, the mountain of her, just straight-up Hershey bars. <clears throat> and and everything in between. And then there's, like, a section in the back left by the bathrooms. Yeah, I think some like, company brought back the original bar nuns. But then, it, which was just like a cho- oh, okay, so it was a chocolate wafer, peanuts, and chocolate. Caramel was added to, and it was split for the new one. Mm. And um, I don't think the new one will ever be back. And I don't even think Hershey's has it anymore. But I fucking loved it just because it was like really? this rare thing that was pitched to me hardcore in 1993. And it was back at the Texaco. And one thing in Jamaica, Squeezer, that I noticed that I was obsessed with, and Enchantress made fun of me for it was my first picture I took down there. Mm-hmm. All the gas stations are Texacos. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that would throw, cool. that would. I don't know how I would deal with that. And they, I would... had, they had food marts, Texaco food marts. It was awesome. I loved. It. I oh, took. I took wow. like plenty of pictures. I'll show you. On. I'll show you tomorrow. Yeah, I, that would take me back. I don't have much to say about none. The reintroduction in 93 was awesome. I loved it. Then they got rid of it. Now I think you get a reproduction in the original, but whatever. I liked the 93 one, and it was cool. And this was fun going down Candy Lane, talking about old candy that we liked uh, for a second time. This was the second time we did this. Uh, right yeah, the, the first time uh, we went... I, I think we set a new record for candy episodes, though. We started talking about candy more than... 40 minutes in last time yeah we got to it about 30 minutes today so we beat yeah, our look last at us show go. yeah we're getting better uh this was fun we got the rest of the season planned out we will be back this week with another episode but i hope you forgive us and you enjoy this episode and i'm putting up this week also an interview video interview on youtube.com with arcade one up that was awesome they gave us some great stuff and they talk about the future of their product and what's coming up with the NBA gym line. So check that out uh, on RK, I'm sorry, uh, Rad Years YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rad Years podcast. Squeezer. Yeah. We'll be back next week. I'm RK. Okay. I'm Squeezer. Yeah, you're Squeezer. And uh, we'll talk to you later.